Hello everyone, welcome back to the Living Hopeful podcast. Today I have very special guest, dear friend of mine, flatmate, amazing person in general, and her name is Jess. <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. It's so fun to have a guest and to um, bounce ideas and have an actual conversation. Mm. Um, so, how was your week, Jess? Yeah, it's been pretty good. It's only been a few days in so far, but chugging along. Had my brother's wedding on the weekend, which Ooh, was exciting. really cool. Yeah, that's so exciting. We were recording this on a Tuesday, by the way. It's coming out on the Saturday, just so you know that Jess is actually... <laughs> <laughs> I am doing stuff. Yeah, you are doing stuff, don't worry. Um, yeah, um, yeah, it's obviously on a Tuesday, but... I've had a good week as well. I finally am back to church, praise the Lord, because Ooh. I finally got out of isolation. That was weird, because, like, obviously, we're flatmates, mm. so she got out on, like... Thursday. Thursday, and I had to stay in until Monday, the next <laughs> Monday, and it was so sad seeing them all, like, go off and, like, have fun and everything. Go and to then, the beach. Exactly, <laughs> and, like, you know, hang out with friends, and then I was just here, like go out of the house yet but no really exciting to go back to church um and praise god together and um being community i love it um my church is um has st- stepped up its game we now have an espresso machine because uh, yes. <laughs> we um we're out of a like a uni campus so we have like a proper machine but we got an espresso this week, and mm. it was great. Anyway, um... Church is not church without coffee. Yeah, that is so true. Like, very true. Um, yeah, and so I've just been chugging along as well with uni, and I had a exciting job interview, so hopefully that goes well. But, um, let's just get on with it, shall we? So, Jess, tell me about yourself. Who is Jess Levick? Who am I? Um, well, I'm 20 years old. Woo! Um, as Danny has said, I am a flatmate and we live with two other wonderful ladies. Um, I currently have three jobs. I My main job is working at my church and I'm the creative producer, which sounds real fancy. It does actually, yeah. <laughs> I actually got to pick my um, job Wait, title. really? No way! <laughs> I was like, let me pick the coolest sounding thing. Oh, I love it. So what that entails is um, being in charge of videography, photography, and social media. So I make a lot of testimony videos, promo videos, um, and, you know, taking photos of the community and church services and communicating with the church through social media um, and posting, you know, celebration stories and whatnot. Um, I also have a cleaning contract. Yes! We love cleaning! Yeah. <laughs> humble my, beginnings, humble yes. beginnings. <laughs> With my church, um, so I'm just, like, cleaning the bathrooms, you yes. know. Yes! Just cleaning urinals for the Lord. Oh, yes. Amen. <laughs> Give me a toilet brush. <laughs> And my third job is um, running the social media for a church network. It's like a parachurch organization. Um, so that's just like a couple hours a week running their social media. Um, yeah. I love me. it. I just love how like 
I just feel like your your job is just so put together as a twenty year old. Like you're a creative producer. Like how fancy does that sound as yeah. like a twenty year old? You know? Yeah. Yes. It felt really strange because I got um, the videography photography position when I was eighteen, and I did feel like, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so you know far ahead in life for mm, yeah. someone. Just coming out of high school, but exactly, no, very, yeah. very blessed with yes. that job. Amen. I I love this. I love your work. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad someone liked it. <laughs> no, I do. Um, so, um, my first question mm. is what has been a situation or a time where you have felt hopeless? Mm. So many times. <laughs> Same, bro. <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, there was a f- there's been a few, like, big points in my life where I have definitely felt hopeless, but um, the one that I'll talk about today is back, it's like near the end of 2020, heading into 2021, I um, was in a season of depression and suicidal ideation, mm. um, and it was kind of like most things, it was kind of like a slow burn into it. It was yeah. kind of slowly dipping in and out of it for most of 2020. Um, but it was near the end of 2020 where I really fell into it. Um, and a big contributing factor to that was um, being burnt out. Um, mm. I did an internship with Danny. Yeah, we did. Actually. <laughs> studying at Bible college and doing an internship with church um which I don't regret doing any of it um it was such an awesome season of my life but it's also very intense season and you really get pushed to your limits and um worked very hard um Mm. especially in what I was doing because in my internship it was just me for a good yeah, chunk of it. That's um, true it was. Just just me running this ministry that hadn't had anyone in it yeah. for a few years. Um so it was a lot of hard work and so I definitely got to a point of burnout. Um mm. and so yeah, just for the last sort of few months of the year, just like running on absolutely nothing and yeah. um if you haven't experienced burnout, um you definitely, um, you know, you can't control your emotions as as much and, like, you yeah. can't control your thoughts as much and, um, yeah, you're, you're not as strong mentally as you usually are. Um, and it's a lot easier to fall into negative um, thought patterns when you're not emotionally and mentally strong. Yeah, that's um, so true. Speaking about burnout... Mm. Um, was there like trig not triggers um like yeah like early signs of it um where you thought that this might be hitting downhill or was it like you sort of just it just came out that you're like I'm actually feeling really burnt out. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there was a few times where like I just had to go home um from working. Because, mm. like, 
I was having breakdowns. Um, no. <laughs> I would like go upstairs into our secret, oh. <laughs> into our secret media room. And oh my god! Have a quiet little breakdown and then go back into the office once I'd composed myself. <laughs> Whereas, what did I do? I did the breakdown in the office <laughs> and let everyone see it, and then I was sent home. <laughs> Uh, so Jess was sort of smarter in the way that she handled her breakdowns. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah, like having breakdowns and like physically just like not being able to mm, do the work. Yeah, um, and like having to take time off. Um, and also I was taking naps like every single day. Oh my gosh. Um, which, like, I went to the doctor for it, um, mm. and, like, she said, like, it's actually not a bad thing to take naps every day. Like, mm. it's actually totally normal. Um, but, like, for me, it wasn't normal. Yeah, um, exactly. To be, like, sometimes I would take two naps a day, even. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I would say, like, those yeah. signs and, like, yeah, also... You know, when you're, like, not quite yourself and, like, your patience um, is being tested a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, so similar to, like, early signs of the depression as well. Mm. Um, I've definitely found that, that I've had those same sort of symptoms when I've experienced... I don't think I've experienced burnout in, like, the capacity that you have, but mm. definitely, like depression those are like really yeah just signs that were there Mm. um but yeah sorry continue with my original question about Mm. the situation yeah and I'd say I was like in a toxic relationship at the time which Mm. if you've ever been in one you know that like it can really affect you yeah um but yeah it was a relationship where I felt like I couldn't talk to many people about it because of like especially in church communities like yeah you know everyone's friends with everyone and it like you feel like you can't talk to many people about it yeah Um, so I think it was also like keeping certain like um trials hidden from people as well yeah um and also like I was really doubting my faith at the time which like um can really like even if you're not depressed or burnt out doubting your faith can have a huge toll on you because yeah especially for me like growing up in a Christian family like it's all I've ever known and um, when you start to like, you know, doubt the way that you've lived your life or the things that you believe, it can, you know, really send you in a downhill spiral. Yeah, definitely. And like, especially like when you're doubting your faith and you're in the public church eye, mm. like being an intern at the time, I know that we were in the in the church's eye, like mm. people were watching us and. So, how did you, like, feel, like, in regards to that? Like, you being, like, I'm doubting my faith, but I'm interning for a church right now? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
It was so hard, honestly, like, especially because, like, I became staff halfway through my internship. Like, they offered me some paid hours, mm-hmm. which was great because I could leave my job at the warehouse. Yes! <laughs> we both had jobs at the warehouse. <laughs> Same one, actually. Yeah. Oh, oh bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, like, because there's so much... Um, expectation on you when you um, like are in those roles and like I definitely put pressure on myself I definitely put a lot of expectation on myself being a staff member um, to you know have a good relationship with God and like I guess I'd kind of grown up with the perception that you know people that work in a church have it all together yeah which it's not true. Exactly. Like, even your senior pastors, like, they don't have it all together. Exactly, yeah. Um, and, like, it's so natural to doubt your faith and, like, yeah. go through those ups and downs. And I think yeah. it's actually, like, I want to say important, but, like... Yeah, I think so. It is important to, like, question things so that, like you know what you believe yeah um, and like really let god like speak into that yeah exactly and when you're doubting your faith you're like you're not proving but like you know that your faith is your own because Mm. you're not just like being fed things by your parents Mm. or friends or other christian influences in your life and just taking everything that they say with a great like believing everything that they say like actually going to god and actually having that relationship for yourself is something that doubting your faith can actually strengthen mm. um and can actually be a good thing and i definitely agree with you that um doubting your faith isn't really seen in the best way mm. um especially obviously in church leadership too um so i agree with there <laughs> yeah yeah um so, in this situation, the time in your life, um, mm. what did society tell you about that? So, through media, expectations, norms, etc. Mm. Yeah, definitely, like, in regards to my depression, like, not everyone understands it. And, like, when you're in a season of depression, that becomes very obvious to you. Like, who does and doesn't understand... Um, that level um of yeah definitely you know struggle um i had you know people telling me you know to exercise more to oh yeah (laughs) to eat healthier yeah all those things are good yeah definitely they're important to being a healthy human but Going for a walk isn't gonna cure my depression. Honestly, I like, oh my gosh, like I've only called a helpline once, but the one time that I did, they were pretty much just like, go have a nap, have a cup of tea, mm. like journal about this, um, you'll be okay. And then mm. they literally hung up on me and I was like, um, what? Yeah. I'm like, I'm literally in an at risk, risk situation right now, and you're just telling me to go have a cup of tea. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that classic like journal thing. Like journaling is helpful, yeah. But it's like, if I'm, you know, having suicidal thoughts, like, 
that's not, you know, mm. gonna exactly help me. Because when you journal, it enforces it even more. Yeah. Like, I know for me, if I go through something tough in my life, journaling about it straight away does not help because it just mm. enforces it even more. And then I get more of these hurt feelings or depressed feelings, and then I just spiral down. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but definitely society sort of just tells us that it's all going to be okay and, like, you'll be over this soon. Mm. But that's not reality. Yeah. And I think some people... I think a lot of us need to learn, like, when to give practical advice and when to just listen. Yeah. Most most of the time when you're going through something hard, all you need is someone that will just listen to you. That's so true. Um, yeah. Like, I had a mentor at the time, and, like, that was so helpful for me just to, like, have someone that will listen to me and, um, like, would give me advice when I would ask for it. Mm, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I think people trying to help by giving your advice in the midst of it isn't the best thing mm. like definitely I've had an experience where um when I just got diagnosed with my medical condition I remember being at youth that night and just crying on the floor because I just you know discovered this and I was full mm. of grief and I was full of pain and then a leader came up and was pretty much just like snap out of it you don't have to think about this for a while, like, it's going to be fine, like, it's not the end of the world, and sort of told me just to, like, just to worship and just to distract myself when I actually need to process that grief, and that's the same with suppression as well, like, people can give you all the advice in the world, but it's not going to help if you're not in the the place to receive that advice, which, Yeah. yeah, sometimes you're not. Yeah, and, like, speaking of processing, like, sometimes, like, you don't have the energy to get up and Mm, exercise. Exactly. Like, some days I just want to, you know, stay in my bed all day and that's, like, all I have the capacity for. Yeah. And, like, I don't have the energy to, you know, cook five-star healthy meals. Yeah. Like... It's all, like, one very small step at a time. And, like, you know, by the time you get out of your, you know, season of depression, usually you do have, you know, the energy to, like, step into that healthier lifestyle, which will, you know, maintain, um, you know, your health as a human being. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... In this situation, what led you from this place of hopelessness into a place of hope, hope, hopefulness? There we go. <laughs> my words, my words today. Words. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a big combination of things. I don't think there's ever like one specific thing mm. that will get you out of that place. Yeah. Um, but a big thing was, like, removing my triggers yeah. um, and, like, being able to identify what my triggers are and um, finding ways to remove them from my life. Um, yeah. 
and one of the triggers was my living situation at the time it just like wasn't healthy for me at all and I was pretty much being like triggered every day mm. um just a constant emotional roller coaster all the time yeah um and it was hard because like I had wanted to you know the plan was to move out near the end of 2020 but through circumstances I couldn't move out till oh, March 2021 oh yeah um so like that got quite extended and honestly as soon as I moved out my like depression got in like immediately better like Mm. there was like this transition of a few weeks where like my emotions were starting to like stabilize and because I wasn't getting triggered as much like I wasn't on this roller coaster of emotions um anymore um so like that was like the biggest thing that um pulled me out of it yeah um but I think also because like my burnout was a like big contributing factor to me falling into depression I think just taking the time to recover from that yeah um so I actually declined my work contract um for 2021 at the end of 2020 um and was jobless for like solid month and a half Mm. um and so I didn't work at all I just literally just spent like every day just like resting and kind of processing and recovering because like that's what my body needed yeah at the time Mm -hmm. um and like it was it was really stressful um because I didn't have an income I was just living off of what I had saved up yeah um but I think like every day I was just trying to be really gracious with myself with where I was at like I knew that's what I needed and like I didn't know you know what you know God's path was for me but just trusting that um he would you know bring me through it and he would you know heal me in that yeah and (laughs) I ended up going back to my church and asking for my position back (laughs) which they said yes very graciously um which was really cool so I had an income again yay yeah yeah was there like a point where you were like right like I'm ready to go back to work like I'm I've I've, like, rested enough for this burnout to sort of pass sort of thing, to Mm. recover. Yeah, it was, like, near the end of January. So I declined the contract, I don't know, like, a week before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after, like, a solid month of just doing nothing. Yeah. um, I got to the end of January and, like, my body had, like, been refreshed and mm. um, I was rested and I was like okay like I I think I have the capacity now to like get back into like a normal life yeah again, like yeah working again mm-hmm. um, and like I know that that's not realistic for 
most people. Like, mm. it's not realistic to, you know, do nothing for a whole month of your life. Um, but I think just, like, trying to, like, find ways to um, find that rest. And, like, even if it's, you know, stepping down from a serving team yeah. or, um, you know, dropping one of your commitments to just, like do nothing yeah and just like catch up on sleep and you know spend more time with god i think even those sort of things help yeah exactly and i think being gracious on yourself in that season is really important but Mm. obviously something that is well for me i found that super hard like Mm. being gracious on myself um in the midst of my depression um was that like being being grace like being gracious on yourself and stuff was that hard for you to do or was that something that you were like all good with doing um yeah it was definitely hard and I think I definitely had to rely on God in that season yeah um and like really just trusting in him that like it will all work out because when you're in that place, it's so easy to be like, oh, like, this is, like, the worst thing ever. I don't know. Like, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I don't know, you know, what my life even looks like next week. But, like, it's definitely... It was a huge lesson for me to um, trust in God more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, and my last question is what would you say to someone who feels or is going through the same thing as you did? Mm. Yeah, I'd say a big thing is, like, staying committed to healing. Yeah. Um, and staying committed to um, the idea that, like, you will get out of it. Because... Um, I was I just started reading um but by Craig Rochelle called Winning the War in Your Mind. Um I only I've only read the first chapter because I only got the book yesterday, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it was really mm. good and he talked about how he was playing a game with his co worker, um, where he his co worker was in a closet and was trying to scare Craig. Um, Mm -hmm. and then Craig closed the door on him and pretended to lock the door. Okay. Um, but he didn't lock the door. Yeah. But the co-worker thought that he did. Yeah. And had convinced himself that he was stuck in the closet. Oh oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very funny story. I recommend you reading it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Craig was just talking about how, you know, we can convince ourselves that, you know, we're stuck and wow. that there's no way out. And mm. there were many, many times where I, you know, thought, man, I'm never going to get out of this. Yeah. Like, it, I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but I think, once again, come back to trusting in God that, like, he will bring you through it. But, yeah, something that I really try to do is, like, staying committed to... The fact that, like, one day I will be healed from it. Um, yeah. Which is really hard to do and is something that you definitely need to 
rely on God's strength for. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Do you want to add anything else to that? Yes, you do. <laughs> um, and I say also, like, not comparing your journey to other people's as well. Because, um, you know, like, we're all at different stages yeah. in life. Um, and it is so easy to, like, compare, you know. Yeah, exactly. Your, your low lights to people's highlights. Yeah, exactly. But it's like you really don't know what people are going through. Mm. Um, and it's like, you know, your journey is so different to other people's. It's yeah. like your journey's never going to look the exact same as someone else's. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for coming on. I have really enjoyed this conversation. Um, and you always just bring so much wisdom um, into relationships and inspire me. But so thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having yes, me. Yes, this is so fun. My first interview. Um, if yeah, I'm, I I want to gather people on, but I'm like, who do I get on? So <laughs> if you know someone that would be keen, let me know. <laughs> yeah, but um, that is all for today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it and got some hope out of it and that it encouraged you. Um, if you want to reach out, you can always contact me on Instagram. She is living hopeful. Um, and also send me an email um, or whatever you want to do. Um, but I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.